Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Make It Kind. M.I.P. With Masamela Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Kind. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, we all, of course, are familiar with the Brady campaign. Today, though, uh, we're going to talk with the uh, Brady Pack, and we look forward to doing that with the executive director of the Brady Pack. Uh, and Brian, I should ask you if I'm pronouncing your last name correctly, but I'm going to give it a shot. Brian Lemick. Brian Lemick, that's me. Okay, beautiful. Got it right. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Mark. So happy to be here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you. But unfortunately, under the same circumstances, that pretty much are averaging out to be a daily occurrence. Are they not in, in America? A, a mass shooting day? That's about the, the, the pace we're on, right? That's, that's the math, Mark. It is just another day of being American. It's the price we pay. Of, of course, for those you don't know, I'm sure you've heard by now, unless, of course, you're, you're numb to it, because that's another problem. Um, there was another mass shooting in, in Orange County. Even a child was killed. First of all, uh, Brian, what are your thoughts about why this is so prevalent here at the outset of, of 2021? I mean, easy access to guns is our number one issue here in America. Loopholes like we see now with the Brady background check system, the ability to purchase a firearm online without a background check, the ability to purchase one at a gun show, the ability to build a ghost gun without a background check, 3D printing guns are an issue. So... We have easy access to firearms. We are now getting back out into the public. Things are starting to open a little bit more. And here we go. The inevitable happens. And what frustrates me, Mark, is that we hear this should not become the new normal. We heard a lot of lawmakers say that. And it's like, no, look, man, this is the normal. This yeah. is America. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, 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 it's really, 
I guess the concern too for you all is that the House has made its moves, but it's the Senate that's the problem, right? And that's what you all are calling for. You're saying that the Senate. I mean, how many more? They're just going to keep letting these mass shootings happen before they. I mean, what is it? Yeah, and, and let's not forget about the everyday shootings, right? the things that we're seeing in communities that are disproportionately impacted by voter suppression and are dis- disproportionately impacted by climate, disproportionately impacted by gun violence. Those communities every single day are facing this, right? And then let's also think about another issue, suicide. You know, it, it, and, and we see suicide as a major problem during COVID. It's going to continue to be a problem. So there's a lot of things we need to be addressing here. Uh, the House passed it. They passed it with bipartisan support. So you raise a great question. Why is it going to get held up in the Senate? Now, we don't even know when Schumer's going to bring it to the floor. And we got a lot of work to do before he does that, because I don't believe we have the votes right now to pass it. We do with a simple majority, but I don't know if we can get the filibuster. So um, that's something we're all working on at Brady Pack. That's something that the movement's working on. Uh, and that's something we need to see change. So I'm sure you, too, are an advocate for filibuster reform, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's, I wish that there was enough common sense out there. And I wish the lawmakers cared more about their constituents and their own brand that they could pass this legislation, this life-saving legislation. But yeah, filibuster reform is something that, unfortunately, we might need to actually pass this. But it shouldn't have to be that way. Is it easier to get a gun, Brian, than it is to get a, a vaccination? Well, yeah, I can get a gun in an hour. Go online right now, get a gun. So do, do we know anything about these specific most recent cases, uh, Atlanta, Boulder, Orange County, where you can describe for us how all of that was in effect, how people were able to get these things too easily? Yeah, so some were done legal purchases. Some were, were just a legal purchase. They went through the, the program, they went through the system, and they purchased it legally. The issue that we face in Boulder is the NRA had a law changed that allowed this guy to get the gun quicker than he could have been, and it was an assault weapon, right? So they actually put a, they had a lawsuit that changed the law. Six days prior, he might not have been able to do that. So that's a real problem. That's just like a little reminder that while the NRA is frail, while they are weak, while they're not what they used to be, Right. They, there, there's a, a little uh, evidence that there is still some impact and still some influence there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a friend is actually joining me later, Ian Milheiser. You may be familiar with mm-hmm. him. But he's got a new book out on that very point about how um, even the GOP, they have enough power, obviously, in coalition with the NRA to influence, influence the courts so much. They don't even need Congress. So to your point, the NRA yeah. knows we can, but this was a court, this was a court issue, a court case that enabled the dude in Boulder um, yeah. uh, 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 to get the gun. So Biden set aside $5.3 billion. Happy days. That's yep. a good thing, right? Yeah, up from $900 million. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and there was a strong coalition made that happen. And so it really was, it's pretty impressive. One of the coalition um members I'm very close to is uh, Pastor Mike and mm-hmm. free and all that and the whole fun piece. So he's been keeping us posted about that. And we talked last week to um, uh, Igor Volsky at Guns Down America. Nice. And, and, and that was clearly a diverse coalition. Alluding to something you said earlier, you talked about other communities. I mean, we see mass shootings, like you say, you got suicides, you got community violence going on all the time. This money would go to some of all of that, wouldn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's some violence interaction work. I uh, I spent prior to gun violence prevention, I worked in conflict resolution. Yeah, okay. And I use it was an organization that used sport as a vehicle to bring to bridge divides and to bring communities uh, that wouldn't otherwise interact together. That is an organ. That is a program that that is that's violent intervention, right? That is giving an alternative, and it's not so different than other opportunities that exist, economic opportunities, etc. We know the lack of opportunity is really the root for a lot of this gun violence and a lot of the issues we see in these particular communities. So that money can free up some money uh, opportunity there as well. Uh, what 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 sports? Oh, it was it was, uh, it was primarily basketball, and it started. It was an international program to start, and now it's in the U.S. Very well funded by Nike and USAID. But yeah, we were we were bringing kids from different backgrounds together. But we were in South Africa, we were in Northern Ireland, et cetera, Ethiopia, et cetera. So yeah, but basketball was a sport. So the, the three primary pieces of legislation: bipartisan background checks act of twenty twenty one, enhanced background checks act of twenty twenty one, violence against women reauthorization act of twenty twenty one. The House has passed all three. They have. And, and so, so I guess Schumer, you mentioned, has not moved because he's not sure where the votes are. What do we, is Joe Manchin a problem in this? I think Joe Manchin is a gun owner, a responsible gun owner from a state with a rich gun culture. I think his perspective is a little bit different than some of the other lawmakers. Uh, so I, not that we should give Senator Manchin a pass. He is for gun violence prevention. Uh, he is for background checks. Uh, there's just some particular nuances there that he's still trying to work out. And it's not, he's not an obstructionist. There are obstructionists out there. There are members out there that are, as I mentioned earlier, they're for their own brand. They're not for their constituents. Yeah. They want to raise their own profile and they know that if they can hold up legislation, they're going to get the airtime uh, and they're going to have their name out there. And that's what a lot of them are trying to do. But in terms of gun reform, are you suggesting that there are other Democratic obstructionists? I do not believe so, no. And I think a simple majority, we could get there. You can get there. Okay, that's good. Now, this is a PAC. Brady PAC is a PAC. This is other thing important, folks. As you, as you know, Brian, I mean, um, our side did well in November, mm-hmm. did well in an unprecedented way. People don't vote in special elections, did well in January. Mm-hmm. But we got to get in the habit of this. So let me ask you. Are there gun reform candidates this year, not just in 2022, but are there people this year that people need to be looking at and supporting? Yeah, so it's it's still early. And, you know, off year Q1, Q2 is where a lot of the legislative work happens and not as much political. But because of some of the folks that are in Congress like right now, like Colorado 3, Lauren Boebert, this is the woman who, you know, she, she just announced yesterday that, that uh, any sort of gun reform is an attack on women. She's, I, I, yeah, we're still trying to figure it out. She also, in a Senate here or in a, in a committee meeting, had four firearms behind her. She has a restaurant that allows open carry. She's the most vocal proponent. Now, the reality is she's not going to pass and hasn't passed any legislation. She's not introduced any meaningful legislation. She's doing nothing for Colorado. And there's a candidate, and I'm happy to share her name, Kerry Donovan, who's a state senator, who is an excellent candidate, a rancher, a firearm owner, understands the state very well, multiple generations in Colorado. That's someone that we're looking at right now. But we got to get the bad ones out, the good ones in. And yeah. as Sarah Brady said this famously, if you can't change the laws, you change the lawmaking. And that's what we're trying to do with our path. Amen. Now, that's what you got to do. So I, I presume, um, as it is early, but as the year goes on, you're going to be looking at other people um, 
to take some of these other folk out. Absolutely. On the midterms, right? Uh, uh, 100%. And we saw this in 18 with representatives like Jason Crow, who ran and won on the issue. Mikey Shower ran and won on the issue. Lucy McBath ran and won on the issue. Yeah. These are folks that were in states that could be challenging. And they ran on the issue and they won. We hope yeah. other Democrats and other Republicans even, just people can look and see, you can talk about guns and it's not going to cost you an election. You can lead on guns and you can win. Yeah. More MIP after this message. Hey there, this is Christina Gonzalez, and I'm so excited for you to check out my new podcast, Politics of Food. On this show, we explore the political, economic, and social implications of food creation and consumption, both locally and worldwide. Should we eat first or should we protest first? Like, okay, <laughs> let's organize, let's talk to the press, let's get our word out, and then let's sit down and eat. Follow Politics of Food with Christina Gonzalez at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Now, are, are you a gun owner yourself, Brian? I am. In fact, I have been since I was 19 years old. I like to hunt. I like to shoot. I was telling the story earlier today. I bought, I bought a firearm on Thursday, all through the proper channels. Friday afternoon, I went out and fired 200 rounds with my new shotgun. had a blast shooting skeet. Right? So it's, something, it's, a, it's a, something I grew up doing, something I enjoy doing, and I understand and respect the firearm. I was taught young that you need to do that. And I have three daughters. Yeah. So when I'm done shooting, I trigger lock it, put it in safe. Yeah. I have to keep this firearm safe. I have to keep my kids safe. I think it's important for those who are gun owners to be gun reform advocates in this way. It, it takes away what the right is trying to do, just divide people on the ownership question. Like all owners should be against gun reform. That's what they say. They, they uh, do. But, but to have that example... I confess, and it's no secret, I have been skeet shooting years ago, had a ball, and <laughs> pretty good, as a matter of fact. It was pretty good. So, I mean, that can happen, but but something else has to take place in this country. It doesn't help either, Brian, that, that we're in a, a pandemic, a COVID economy. I mean, that's probably even causing the suicide rate to go up, isn't it? Yeah, we're look, we're all in a tough spot. We all had a hell of a year last year, and in our movement, what we saw that was most concerning is the increase in firearm sales, the increase in first-time gun owners. Yeah, and and again, everyone goes through the right channels. That's fine. You want to own a gun? That's your prerogative. The concern that we have here is it's a perishable skill handling a firearm, shooting a firearm. We're concerned that people didn't have, don't have the proper training, don't have the proper understanding. They're buying it, they're bringing it home, and nine months later, they almost forgot that they had it. That's one piece that we're concerned about. The other is the stockpiling. I mean, as I mentioned, I like to shoot. It's very difficult to buy shotgun rounds right now, to buy shotgun shells, because everyone is buying these things up. So there's this, this major stocking up that's happened, and it just it brings a lot of concern to us and a lot of concern to the movement. And then, of course, suicide, domestic violence, these racially motivated shootings and, and acts of violence. It's incredibly disturbing. It is America, Mark. And that's something I hope everyone can understand. This is the, this is the life and the culture that we have here. This is who we are. We have to stop denying that. We have to start looking for change. And we have to start now. We, have, we should have started 30 years ago. What what are your thoughts for the reasons why people are stockpiling so? Joe Biden's president, they're going to take all the guns away. They're going to take everything away from us. It's the NRA narrative all over again. 
and it's the greatest falsehood out there. Is, is it troubling that even though the NRA is in decline, their influence on people's thinking is still sort of like, like Trump. Trump attacked Asians. He's gone. He's been deplatformed. And people out here attacking Asians without even hearing his voice. I mean, that's that's kind of scary. Yeah, there, are, there are Trump disciples out there and they're spreading a message of hate and fear. Uh, my belief is a lot of these folks didn't need the NRA to feel this way. They didn't need the NRA to get them fired up. A lot of them come to these conclusions on their own. Mm-hmm. So with a weakened NRA, uh, you still have those folks out there that are passing on this message, this message. And there's these small groups, these small coalitions of people, these small militias, all these folks are getting real fired up, real angry, and that's a real threat to all of us. So the NRA clearly is weaker, Brian, but what else, what do we need to do to vanquish it? I think we're starting to get there. The, the, the gun violence prevention movement has outspent the NRA the last two elections. That's a really big deal. You know, organizations like ours, so Brady Pack, as you know, we're the assistant work of the Brady campaign. We started the pack three years ago. We were able to grow this from zero to two and a half million members to giving over $5 million last election. People are excited. And then the other groups that are out there also are doing incredible work. So there is real, real momentum here. There's real, real need for change. And, and individual constituents are starting to see it. And it will make its way up. We know that to, to the members. Once they start getting ignored the NRA, once they start going even farther to the right, that's when people are really going to start to walk away even more than they are today. Now, do you all just... Uh focus on federal candidates or do you do local and state candidates as well? We do local and state because we see incredible change at the state level. Uh, we see lots of movement at the state level and our priorities are we identify a few states, we go up and down the ballot in those states, and then we support gun violence prevention champions throughout the federal ranks. And we so support I, Republicans and Democrats. Okay. Okay. Good. So you, you've even found some Republicans. Absolutely. We've got Ooh. a, yep. Okay. Good. That's good. That's well, that's comforting. That's some news you don't hear too much about. It's a great thing. Um, and we want to start seeing them from states like Georgia and Louisiana and you know states with this rich gun culture and, and with Republican strongholds. We want to start seeing that happen as well. And it just, you know, I, I, it's, it's funny because I almost contradict myself when I say, President Biden, what are you waiting for? The time is now. And then I look at this situation and I say, you know what? It's just going to take time for those con- those members of Congress to get there. So we want to see action now at the executive level, but we know we just have a few more cycles before we can get more Republicans on our side. Are you worried, like I am sometimes, that we're getting too used to this, that the public, you know, in, in, in the black community, as you know, gun violence has always been there and, and you get anesthetized to it. Uh, and I predicted after Aurora um, that the white community was headed in that direction. Um, what do you think about that? That worries me that people is just is becoming routine. It's just another day. Right. So it was what, 1130 last night. I got a thing from one of my team members saying that the shooting happened. I reached out to you know a couple of members that are in the district, said we'll help you out with anything we can. Mm-hmm. It's 1130 in the morning. And it's not even really being covered anymore. A yeah, barometer, right. right? Like a barometer for us a lot of the times on the shootings is fundraising will peak, dip, peak, dip. Mm-hmm. When there's a shooting, fundraising spikes, it didn't even move today. So I just don't, I, I just think it's, Easy. yeah, the, the commonality of all of this and the expectation that it will happen, it could be happening right now. 
if you don't know. Right, right. It's happening in it's happening in black and brown communities right now. Yeah. And that yeah. doesn't get covered any nearly the way that it is. Right, right, right. Mm. So uh uh um folks we we all need to get involved. Brian, let people know where to find the website, how they can get involved, how they can make contributions, what they can do. BradyPack.org. www.bradypack.org. We make investments in gun violence prevention champions. We are trying to get the bad ones out, the good ones in, because we're simply trying to save lives. That's all. Up and down the ballot, any state we can, we want to see meaningful change, and we'll make those investments there. Folks, that's BradyPack.org, and there is... Um, no other name most closely associated in the past few decades around this issue than the name Brady. Mm-hmm. So you know what that stands for. So please, folks, get involved. Don't get comfortable. Don't give up. Don't give in. Uh, but for the grace of God, it could be any one of us. I know a lot of us still think, well, that'll never happen to me. A year ago, some of us thought, I'll never get COVID, and everybody got it. So um, this is too common, and it's not just the mass shooting. Uh, that's the most unpredictable, but there's so many other uh, forms of violence. And then, and then the accidents too, Brian. Mm-hmm. I mean, people not being informed. I know it. And then the accidents, the kids get a hold of it. Yeah. So, folks, all this is important. And I like what you said. They're trying to elect the Brady Pack is trying to elect gun violence prevention champions. So, folks, uh, help them out, please, man, please, sir. BradyPack.org. Brian Lemick is executive director. Brian, I hope this won't be the last time we talk. I want to be as supportive as I can, okay? Mark, I feel the same way. Thanks so much. Your support is very well appreciated. All right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, subscribe. And wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.